this morning to introduce you our guest speaker, but before he comes, I'm going to share with you just a few things. David Trubeck is... The Holy Spirit is moving in this church. Wow. Let me start again. David Trubeck is with us all the way from Israel today. He's here in the United States, and it worked out in his calendar to be with us this morning. He's one of our supported missionaries. He's with Chosen People Ministries. Now, just a couple of thoughts as we approach our time together. First of all, let's all just remember, and we, we've mentioned this often, that our faith in Christ springs from the Jewish faith, right? We've been grafted in. And so uh, we ought to be uh, mindful and concerned about what's going on with the people of Israel, particularly those who don't yet, have not yet come to the realization that Jesus is the Messiah, that he is the Christ. And so that's one thing. The second thing is, is that and I remind you of this from time to time, just the very appearance of Israel on the map today is a sign. It hasn't always been there, right? It disappeared for a while and then came back. Is a sign of God's faithfulness Amen. to keep his promises. And if God is keeping his promises to Israel, who many of which are in rebellion to him by not trusting Christ right now, if God is still continuing to be faithful faithfully keeping his promises to Israel, God will keep his promises that he's made to us as well. And so we can be encouraged by that. When you came in, perhaps you got one of these little booklets, pamphlets, and if not, they're on the Welcome Center. In there, inside that booklet, uh, pamphlet, there is uh, a place for you to make a donation. Um, here's what I'm asking you to do for me today. Just do me a favor. Uh, just fill in your name and your email address, and that will put you on the list to receive uh, the email update. And I have found, and I hope that you're finding too, that increasingly the news that we're getting uh, from our mainstream media sources are not mm. reliable, but oftentimes I'm finding the real picture is coming to us through our missionaries that are in country, that are doing the work, that are looking at the world with clear eyes and reporting back what's going on. So uh, I believe David sends out one or two uh, updates per month, so it's not going to clog up your email, but just fill that out, drop it on the Welcome Center, and uh, he will add you to the list. Last thing I'll say is that tonight he will be rejoining us, uh, David Will, to give us a missions update beginning at 6 p.m. Pastor Brad already talked about that in too much detail. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so with that, uh, David Trubeck, would you come and share with us what God has laid on your heart? Thank you, Pastor Scott. Yes, uh, there is many misleading news about Israel on mass media. So sad. Uh, uh, good morning, shalom. It is a huge privilege for me to be with you today. And just, I want to thank, tell you thank you. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support to our ministry in Israel. We really need it. You know, when you serve God in Israel, 
for one hand, it is a huge privilege to serve God in the promised land, to serve God to his chosen people. But on the on other hand, it is, you can feel yourself as on the front line of spiritual battle, and we really appreciate your prayers and your support to our ministry in Israel. Thank you. Um, today, I would like to share with you about the importance of evangelism uh, in general and the importance of uh, Jewish evangelists in particular. I know that your, ch your church involved in the in the evangelism. I know that it is not a new topic for you. You are involved in the evangelism for your community and you support uh, missionaries all over the world. But still, I believe this uh, message will be a good remi reminder for us. Uh, as well, I, I, my prayer is that this message can bless you. Okay, now, um, my name is David, and uh, me and my wife, Victoria, we have a privilege to serve God in Israel. We also have uh, two children. My son, his name is, he's 14 years old, and his name is Or El, Light of God. And my daughter, she's a, you see, small boss, very serious lady. She, her name is Emmanuel, God with us. And uh, all the ministry that we are doing in Israel, we are doing as a part of Chosen People Ministries. And Chosen People Ministries is the oldest Jewish messianic movement in the United States. It means it is the oldest organization, organization that, that moves by Jewish people who believe in Yeshua, in Jesus as their Messiah. And Chosen People Ministries was founded in 1894. By the way, you can see that my English is not perfect. <laughs> Hebrew is a small language. And to uh, connect with, a with, a, with an other people, you need to learn in different languages. And I can speak four languages. Still, my English is not perfect. I will try to do my best. And you can also ask me questions or correct me. And, uh, okay, as a... Chosen People Ministries was founded by Rabbi Leopold Cohen in 1894. In that time, many Jewish immigra immigrants came from the Europe, from Europe to the United States, and Rabbi Leopold Cohen um, desired to help these people to adjust to a life in a new country. And he did, but as a person who believed in uh, Jesus as his Messiah, he knew that most important thing he can do for his people is to share with them his faith in Jesus Christ. And uh, after eight of his friends came to faith, he started to hold uh, ministry Bible studies. And his mini first ministry Bible study was attended by eight Jewish people. And God co continued to bless his ministry. And we have a testimonies of over than 1,000 Jewish people whose hearts were touched by the gospel through the ministry of Rabbi Leopold Cohen. And since then, for 128 years, volunteers and, um, and staff of Chosen People Ministries have continued to share the gospel with the Jewish people first, and then to the nations of the world. We have a good testimonies of Gentiles who come to faith 
through chosen people ministries. Now, the verse, the Bible verse that deeply influenced on the ministry of Rabbi Leopold Cohen was uh, from, uh, from letter of Apostle Paul to the Romans, chapter 1, verse 16. Let's read it together, Romans 1, 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Now, this verse, this verse appears in the letter of Apostle Paul to the Romans. And this letter was written somewhere between 55 to 58 AD. And at that time, political situation in Rome for the Christian was not so terrible. The heavy persecutions against Christian community in Rome started a few years later. After the huge fire that happened in Rome, there was a huge fire and Caesar Nero, Nero blamed Christian for this fire and started his heavy persecutions against Christians. Now, we can see that for Apostle Paul, a letter to the Romans had a strategic importance. In that time, Rome was a center of the Western world. Um, you know, there is a well-known saying that says, all roads lead to Rome. Everywhere where Roman's army reached, the road was paved. Rome was connected, many roads connected Rome to different, to various destinations throughout the Roman Empire. And from Rome, Paul's letter could be easily disseminated throughout the empire. Now, we can also see kind of difference between Paul's letter to the Romans from his other letters. Usually, usually, in his letters, Paul often deals with specific events and specific problems of one church or another. In his letter, Paul refers a lot to the problems that were part of the church life in that area. For example, in his letter to the Corinthians, Paul refers to the church and reproves of those who were suing one another in public court and reproves them for abusing the communal meal and for sexual misconduct. And his, this example to the book of uh, Corinthians is very different from his letter to the Romans. We also need to remember that Paul, Paul wrote his uh, letter to the Romans before he, he had visited the church in Rome. In his letter to the Romans, he hardly mentioned any specific church problem. Instead, he focused on describing and explaining the principles of faith which every believer in Jesus needs to know. As my point is, my first point is, there, there was a strategic importance for Paul's letter to the Rome to the congregation in the Rome, because from Rome, his letter could be easily disseminated throughout the Roman Empire. My second point is that uh, um, in his letter to the Romans, he, 
explaining and describing the principles of faith that every, not only Christians in Rome, but every believer in Jesus needs to know. Let's read uh, again this verse from the Romans 1.16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. The Apostle Paul wrote the principle of faith which he found necessary to highlight even in the start of the letter. In, the, in his letter to the Romans, he made a short introduction and then he directly started to share his message. He directly started to share the principle, principles of faith. And what is the principle of faith? That gospel is meant to save both the Jewish people and the nation of the world. Amen? There is only one way to God, through Jesus Christ. And this is exactly what Apostle Paul emphasized in this verse. I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. And then he continues and says, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. You know, when I look on my people, people of Israel, my heart weeps. And I think that I can understand the heart of Apostle Paul. God has used Jewish people throughout the history. Bible was written by the Holy Spirit, but Holy Spirit used the Jewish people to write the Holy Scriptures and preserve the Holy Scriptures. You know, in modern world, we cannot understand how much effort it required to, to preserve the Holy Scriptures. Just recently, uh, in Jewish communities all over the world, we celebrated Hanukkah. In, uh, during the Hanukkah, we celebrate the survival of the Jewish people and survival of the Holy Scriptures. Greek king Antiochus Epiphanes, he fought Jewish people. And he fought Jewish people not for political reasons. He already had all the political control over the land of Israel. He had some problems in, in Egypt, but in Israel, they already had all the political control. He was obsessed by his love to the Greek gods, and he fought Jewish people, and his goal was to, to destroy the faith of the Jewish people, to destroy the Holy Scriptures, and to destroy their hope for the coming of the Messiah. And small Jewish community in the land of Israel, they fought him back. And, 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 and the difference in strength between Jewish community and Greek legions was huge. But they fought, uh, Jewish people fought back to all these Greek legions, not to be victorious, but to preserve their faith in the Holy Scriptures and, and preserve the Holy Scriptures. And then God did miracle, and small and weak overcome the strong and the mighty. I would like to mention another example to illustrate the important role of the people of Israel in preservation of the Holy Scriptures. You know, uh, on Friday, we commemorated the Interna International Day of the Remembrance of the Holocaust. And Holocaust happened, happened less than 80 years ago. And, the and there is still people in life 
who pass through extermination camps and survive. In the, in the same time, there is people who claim that Holocaust never happened. Historical events are forgotten quickly. The people of Israel, Israel faithfully preserved the, the scriptures throughout the history. And then we know that Jesus was born as a Jew. All the apostles were Jewish, and they suffered greatly to bring the gospel to the entire world. And today, most of the Jewish people, they, uh, they don't know the truth about their Messiah. And I believe that it is our responsibility. I can even can say, uh, can tell that it, can say that it is our privilege to bring gospel back to the promised land, to bring gospel back to the Jewish people. The people of Israel need to be top priority in our prayers and support. And this is essentially what Apostle Paul emphasized in, in his letter to the Romans. And it is inter interesting that uh, that same principle can be seen applied in his own life. Everywhere where Apostle Paul arrived, in a new place, he always visits the local synagogue first. And, and it is interesting that this ministry pattern can be seen nine, can be seen mentioned in details nine times in the books of in the book of Acts. It is exciting. Maybe it is to draw our uh, attention to importance of this issue to share the gospel to the Jewish people first or to the Jewish people especially. Okay. While his specific calling from God was to take the gospel to the Gentiles, he would only begin sharing with the Gentiles after he had first spoken to the people of Israel. And Paul's life was given to declare the endless riches of the Messiah to the Gentiles, but he never stopped sharing the gospel with the Jewish people, especially. As the disciples of the Messiah, we have the, the responsibility towards people of Israel. We have the responsibility to bring God faith back to the land of Israel and back to the Jewish people. And what is interesting is that God is still faithful to the Jewish people. God loves Jewish people, and God has a good plan for the Jewish people. And when we pray for, when we pray for the salvation of Jewish people, we, we, are, we take part in God's plan for the Jewish people. You know, Jewish people, they read the same Bible that we read, the same Old Testament. But there is a blindness on their eyes to see the significance of, uh, to see the significance of the symbolisms that Old Testament carries. But it is a temporary, this is a temporary blindness. God still has a plan for the Jewish people, and God uh, desires for the salvation of the Jewish people. Let's read from Romans chapter 11, verse 25. For I do not want you, brethren, to be uninformed on this mystery so that you will not be wise in your own estimation, that a partial hardening has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. You see, as God loves Jewish people, 
and, and this, uh, this blindness is just a temporary blindness. I want to read you another uh, verse from the, uh, from the Old Testament. Let's say I want to read for you passage from the Old Testament, from Book of Ezekiel, chapter 36, verses 25 to 27. This prophecy was written 2,500 years ago. For I will take you from the nations, gather you from all the lands, and bring you into all your own land. For 2,000 years, Jewish people will, were displaced throughout the nations of the world. In 70 AD, the second temple was destroyed by Roman soldiers. Almost one million Jewish people were killed. And Jewish people were taken to the exile. And we are living in challenging time, but we are in the same time, we are living in very special time when where Bible prophecies started to be fulfilled. In nowadays, God is bringing Jewish people back to the promised land. And God's plan, but, but there is a two steps in God's plan for the Jewish people. Not just to bring them physically back to the promised land, but God desires to give them new heart, feel of his spirit. It is exactly what prophet Ezekiel prophesied about. Then I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your fearfulness and from all your idols. Moreover, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes, and you will be careful to observe my ordinances. We are living in special time. Two thousand years of exile, God started to bring the people of Israel back to the land of Israel. And you know, um, and, uh, and you know, in this prophecy we can see that God desires to give them a new heart and fill them with his spirit. And you, it is interesting what's happening now in the land of Israel. Today, Jewish people are more open for the gospel than never before in 2,000 years. Jewish messianic community, community of Jewish believers in Jesus in Israel is still very small. About 15,000 15, Jewish people. But it's growing year by year. You see what's happening? God is bringing Jewish people back. In the same time, time more and more Jewish people coming to faith in Jesus. And the God, because, why? Because God's covenant with the Jewish people is internal covenant. God chose Jewish people to be a flagship nation, to be in a to be an example to the world, but not of how they behave, but of how he behaves. You see, we, from God's relationship uh, to Israel, we can learn uh, God's character and God's nature. We can basically learn the character of our God by observing the twists and the turns for his love, uh, of, but, we can basically learn the character of our God by observing the twists and the turns of this love story between God and Israel. And God remained to, be remained to be faithful to Israel. God continues to be faithful to Israel, and it is a good sign for us as a Christians because God continues to be faithful to Israel when they are unfaithful, and God 
continues to be faithful for us Christians when we make some mistakes. You know, you know, it makes me sometimes, it makes me always scared when I hear from my Christian brothers and sisters that God changed his mind on Israel. Because if God changed his mind of Israel, what can be my insurance that God will not change, God will not change his mind on me as a Christian? But you know, God is faithful to the people of Israel and God is faithful to us as a Christians. And it is interesting that from uh, God's relationship with the, people, uh, with the people of Israel, we can learn his uh, compassionate love and mercy, and we, can learn that God, and we can learn that God does not compromise on sin. The God does not compromise on his standards. Every, every time where, when Jewish people do not walk in the ways of God, disaster came. But God's goal was not bring his disaster to the Jewish people. God's goal was to restore the relationship with his nation. Okay, as we can see, that um, God is still faithful to the Jewish people. God has a good plan for the Jewish people to bring them back and to, to give them a new heart. And we are the Christians. We can take part in God's plan for the people of Israel. When we pray for the, uh, when we pray for the salvation of Jewish people, we're taking part in God's plan for these people. And you know what? God promised to Abraham that I will bless those who bless you and your, your descendants. It means that when we bless Jewish people, we can receive this special Abrahamic blessing and be blessed even more. And I want to conclude my message today, uh, and I want to ask, uh, let's pray for the peace of Jerusalem. You know, as I have mentioned, on Friday, we commemorated the International Day uh, of the Remembrance of the Holocaust. Six million Jewish people were murdered during the Holocaust. Uh, my family origi originated of my family from Latvia. Before the Second World War, 100 Jewish people lived in Latvia. Only a few hundred survived. In the same day, on Friday, we, 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 had, we had two terror attacks, terror attacks in Israel. Seven people were killed. And we definitely, definitely need your prayers. Pastor Scott, can I ask you, uh, lead us in prayer for the peace of Jerusalem? Yes, let's pray. Father, we come to you this morning recognizing that your plan of salvation that started with our need of that salvation way back in the Garden of Eden when human beings rebelled against you, that your plan of salvation, starting with Abraham, starting with his faith in listening to what you asked him to do and responding to it in obedience. That faith extended into the people of Jacob, later renamed Israel. And from that nation, promises that you've made, promises that you made to Abraham, promises that you've made to 
Isaac, it's Jacob. Promises that were delivered through your law to Moses. Culminating with the arrival of your son Jesus. All these things happened through the people of Israel. And serve us today richly as we try to make sense of this life, try to understand who you are, what you're all about. We have a rich and full history and treasures to draw from in how you've interacted with your people, the people of Israel. And today, Father, is no different. Today, we as Christians who have the benefit of history, the benefit of that, that rich past to look at and draw from, today we see a world around us that is always trying to threaten Israel, trying to remove her from the map, trying to uh, make claims and to spread propaganda and rumors mm -hmm. about things that just aren't true. And so, Father, uh, we know that in the particular spot that you've placed them in the world, there is uh, around them uh, threats on all sides uh, of people, threats from within, in fact, of people that would like to see uh, Israel taken away once again. Father, your word tells us that we are to pray for the peace of Israel. Your word tells us that when your son returns, when the world is remade, there will be a new Jerusalem uh, for us to dwell. And so in this time, in this period of the church age, this period uh, after your son has come and lived a perfect life, died on the cross for our sins, until we wait as we wait for his arrival once again, we lift up the people of Israel. We pray for the peace of Israel, for the peace of Jerusalem, and that people like David, Victoria, their children, Chosen People Ministries, and others who are doing similar work would find fertile soil in the hearts of your people there. Fertile soil for the gospel to be planted and to take root and for their faith in your son Jesus Christ to come and to come to full fruition and maturity. Lord, we know that for David to continue his work, he needs resources, protection, and all of the other things that you offer, encouragement in his inner man, uh, maturity and growth to be more like your son Jesus every day. So, Father, we pray that you would grant him all that he needs, all that Victoria needs to do their work. And we lift him up to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.